Hi guys! Welcome to Stockings First, the football podcast that isn't always about football. My name is Paki. And I'm Acid. Welcome back, guys. Here we are again. Yeah, welcome back. Episode 5? I can hardly believe how far we've come with this, but uh, here we are anyway. <laughs> uh, just a quick overview of what to expect in this show. So there were a lot of games to get through. Three that we've seen so far. So there was the Leicester game, Olympiacos, and the Carabao Cup uh, versus Colchester. And we're actually recording this part right before we see the Southampton game at home. So We'll get back, we'll take a break from recording, watch the actual game, and then come back later on. And of course, you can also expect our favorite part of the social media roundup, uh, where we cover all the lovely things happening in Spurs Official and around all the players' accounts. And actually, not quite in social media, but before we start this, I think Acid wanted to share something. Yeah, so before anything else, Football London published an article over the last week that had some super cute news in it. So I didn't even know there's a, this was a thing, but there's a FIFA award called FIFA's The Best Men's Player Award. And the awarding ceremony took place on Monday, but before they award it, they tally votes from very specific people. So they get the captains of each of the national teams to vote for who they think the FIFA best men's player is. And Football London published how the different captains voted. So if you check out the article, and you'll find the link in the episode description, you'll see that most captains voted for Messi, who eventually won the award. And you see one anomaly, who is Hyungmin's son, captain of the South Korea team, and he votes for his friend, Harry Kane. Guys! <laughs> that was super sweet. He's like, I don't care about Messi. I'm voting for my friend. My best friend, Harry Kane. That is too sweet. And that is very, <laughs> very sweet. sunny. Like, this is why we love him. Are any of the other Spurs players captains of their team? Like, uh, I think it might just be Harry. Oh, Harry, I, thought, I thought Hugo uh, was captain. Oh, yeah. Hugo as well. And Aurier, I think, oh. is also captain of his Interesting. I wonder how team. they voted. Yeah. But good job, Sunny. That's, that's so sweet and kind and just yeah, so very so sunny. sweet and loyal. <laughs> He's like, Messi, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm voting for my friend. <laughs> spoils the spoils the polls. But that, that's really sweet. <laughs> and I think uh, a recurring theme later on is just the friendships between these guys and the loyalty between them, which we'll get into more later. But yeah, that is very sweet. Good job, Sunny. What a good and positive way to kick off the show. Yeah. Oh, also on the topic of the FIFA Awards. Yeah. I... So you spotted something interesting as well. <laughs> so I I don't know. I was I was messing around on social media as I always do. And I saw this interview with uh, Maurizio Pochettino on Craig Mitch's Instagram. So Craig Mitch is the England football correspondent, or at least that's how I assume he is. I see him a lot on like all these England football coverage. And he was at that awards show or whatever it was. And he was on the, on, red, on the carpet. red carpet, <laughs> whatever. Uh, and he interviewed Mauricio and he was asking questions. And honestly, like I could care less about what the interview was about because I was focusing on two things. Number one, damn, Mauricio really, really cleans up well. Uh, yeah, his grooming was amazing. Like, like the well-sculpted scruff. So well-sculpted. Well-fit 
well fitted suit. Everything. He looks so good. And I, I know, like, I think this every week when he does come out on the pitch, even when he's wearing his, like, training clothes, the purple grimace outfits they have. But <laughs> he look, he cleaned up really well. So I was like, oh, well done. Well done, Poch. Well done. So I was focusing on that. But then I couldn't help. I couldn't really listen to what he was saying. It was serious and, of course, very Poch. We'll talk about more later. But then I see there is this woman, this very dignified and beautiful lady in the back, right in between Craig and Poch. And I'm assuming it's Mauritius' wife. Uh, I don't know much about her. And I think we... Yeah, we don't see her often. Yeah, I guess I... unlike other wags, she doesn't have her own like Instagram that's super public and mega followed. Exactly. She's yeah. quite like behind the scenes, actually. Like You'll see her on red carpets of these events, but nothing much on her. And I would love to know more about her. But what I loved about her, she was there and she was like, she wasn't smirking or she wasn't frowning, but she didn't have that look of adoration either. I'm not saying she doesn't love her husband. Obviously, she does. They're married. That's out of my business. But I think it's just more of like, she didn't care to look like, oh, I'm here to look beautiful and like supportive and like this wonderful yeah, I'm not a prop. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not a prop. I am here in an equal capacity as a partner to my husband. And she just looked like a boss lady, you know? She looked like I she looked like I wouldn't want to mess with her. But also like Poch, like you don't want to mess with your wife. Like I was scared for him too, <laughs> in a good way. Like it was very empowering and I loved it. And so cheers to uh Mrs. Pochettino. I don't know what you go by. I know nothing about you. I would love to know more. Uh, you have spawned beautiful children with your husband and uh, I support you. <laughs> yeah, I super want to know more about her also. And I'd like encourage her to get on Instagram, but part of me feels like maybe that's not her style. So just go on and keep being an enigma. <laughs> yeah, I love it too. Like in, the, in this era of social media, there's this woman who we just don't know anything about. I love it. I, I will find it the one. Challenge accepted. If anyone can challenge accepted. Secret insights on the internet, it's you. It will be me. Um, I, I will get back to you guys on what I find. And we'll, we'll let you guys know more right. the next time. And that's it for the top of the show. Uh, we'll be back in a bit uh, to get more into the games. We'll see you in a bit. All right, now let's get to the football part of this football podcast. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the last four games, starting with the one that just finished now, Southampton at home 2-1, and then we'll work backwards to the game we'd rather forget <laughs> against Colchester <laughs> than the one before that, another game we'd rather forget against Leicester. And then finally, our first UCL game against Olympiacos, which do we want to forget that? Do we want to take away the good things? I think we're, we're okay. I think we're neutral. Yeah. I don't know. So, okay. <laughs> I guess we are welcoming our always our expert to our Kumbaya circle. Uh, Toby, yeah. welcome back. <laughs> the flag carrier of the, of the uh, Kumbaya circle, of the, of the optimism parade. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for joining us again. Yeah, my pleasure. It's been ups and downs. Yeah, we just finished watching a great game against Southampton. I mean, great by some measure. I don't know which measure. I guess tenacity, cause playing for so long with uh, a man down and after a difficult, uh, like a, a bit of a silly goal given up by Hugo. But I think he more than made up for it in some great saves, yeah. some great instinctive saves, like the one against Yoshida on the corner and then on the free kick from Ward Prowse was very good. So. Yeah, he, he kept us in it as he always does. I, I think he leads the league in saves. 
So that only shows that I'm not sure where we'd be without him. And I'm, I'm not sure what it says about a defense either, that maybe we allow a bit too many. But um, I think Hugo, or sorry, um, Toby is also league leader in blocks as well. So I'm, I guess maybe we just allow teams a bit too many opportunities. But, you know, uh, our goal difference isn't struggling, so it's it's not bad. But uh, anyway, yeah, just good good tenacity to hold on to a good lead. And maybe that's a sign of a good trajectory, considering in the last few games we've given up a good lead. Yeah, this was a good battle, and I think there's a lot of positives to take away. So during the game, when Aurier was sent off, like your reaction was, oh, that was a soft yellow. Can you can you talk a bit about that? Yeah, I, I didn't actually see his first foul. Apparently it was a bit too firm, like a bit of a mm-hmm. scissor kick, a bit of a scissored foul. So that's probably a clear yellow. And I think without a first yellow, you would say what Aurier did is a bit cynical. Like he's, he's probably been beaten by the attacker and maybe just looking to bring him down. But to me, it kind of looked like he was just running across him and they kind of collided. So I think it was a bit tough to give as a yellow. I think the referee could have let it be. But I think fans will be disappointed because Aurier has had some send-offs before so um, I think some fans will continue to see him as a bit of a liability and we'll see that our right back problems are still a major problem and probably still be wondering why Trippier is now playing in Spain instead of instead of with us so but Sissoko did an amazing job deputizing for him and filling in that space and always cleaning up at the back and yeah he's he's great back there so I really felt for Aurier when he got sent off and I, given I'm new to all of this it just felt disappointing because he's been on a roll these past couple of games scoring the goal even yeah. if it was a VAR one and then the goal before and so I feel like the momentum kind of goes away for him does yeah. he get like I, I was googling because I, I, I vaguely remember that if you get a red card after two yellows you get suspended for a game right I believe that's the case. I'm not sure. I think maybe the the suspension period is different from a straight red to two yellows. But yeah, yeah. I think it means he'll set out. Yeah, I think the, the straight game. red gets like three games or something yeah. like insane, and then the right. two yellow star red gets a one. But I just right. I just no, feel I for think him. you're right. You're right. It's yeah. He's had a, a, a run of few good games and getting involved in goals and having some great crosses like he had to Sun the other day. So yeah, it's a bit of a pity to see him take that setback. But yeah, hopefully he'll. He'll retain that good form. Just going back on what you guys said about Captain Hugo having Lurie having the most um, saves in the league and Toby having the most blocks, I am a bit worried the fact that Hugo had way too much to do this time around. I'm like, mm-hmm. guys, why are we letting... Like, I, I don't like seeing Hugo on my screen. That means they're getting too close. Uh, I think after the second half, I saw like a stat on the... Or during the second half, I saw a stat on the, on the screen that said uh, attempts by Southampton in the second half were like four... And we had zero at that point. And I'm like, right. what? Like, it, it was a bit scary. My, my heart was definitely in my throat half the time, the whole time, yeah. maybe. But yeah, why, why, why do we let these things go through? Is it, is it the lack of the right back or the, the problem of the right back? I think in this particular case, it's the fact that Ori was off and we were a man down. But yeah, I think that is something they need to keep looking at is when we do go two goals up. I mean, nobody wants, I think no Spurs fans want us to... St- you know, start parking the bus or playing like Jose Mourinho's teams and just kind of like, you know, putting 10 men in the box and, and winning that way. Cause I don't think Tottenham fans like to win that way, but whether it's like keeping the pressure on and just staying as high press, even when we have the lead and continue looking to score, I don't know. But yeah, it's a big question mark how that's happened again the last 
last couple of games. But yeah, this was this was a good win, and I think Erickson like had another like a couple of good moments in this game, but also a couple of dicey ones. I think that some of the set pieces are still really just bizarre. Some of the corners are just totally wasted. Some of their free kicks are totally wasted. Like when it could like Winks and Erickson took one, and uh, I think Winks passed it off to Erickson, who does like quite a a complicated pass deep into the corner trying to set up a chance and it just ends up going for a goal kick and it just leaves you scratching your head why they don't just you know take take a pass and, and rip a shot because it's yeah they're really not trying to take their profits from those from those set pieces we did get a profit though from our first goal of the game of Ndombele and I was just so incredibly oh, yeah. happy for him based on my very poor observational skills. It looked like it was the second time they attempted this sort of Sunny. Yes. So Sunny passes it to him the first time and he tries to shoot it except he tries to kick the goal in, except that it flies above the goal. Mm-hmm. And then the second time, a couple minutes later, they do the exact same thing with Sonny passing it to him. And this time, it's like one touch in. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I want to. I'm so proud. And Dombele, good job. I feel like it's so rare to, like, when you you fuck up at work, (laughs) like, you'll, you'll kind of, like, just, it'll bother you all day. It'll bother you for weeks. And I'm sure it's the same as them. Like, when they miss a goal that they should have gotten, it's going to bother them the rest of the day. It'll bother them for weeks. And you always wish for, like, a second chance. And I'm so happy that he got one so quickly after. Misses it, and then within a few minutes, the same thing happens again, and he does it properly. Like, it's, wow, that's, like, instant closure. (laughs) Good for you. Instant closure. And also, that I like that they kept trying, right? Like, it's great. I like and his celebration is quite interesting. Uh, I, did yeah. you see? It? Yeah, I don't know if they were like doing like a var pretend var like because because he and I think it was Orie. He and Orie were like uh like calling the. the it was cute. I, I'm gonna have to look for a video of it, but it was nice. the most bizarre celebration ever. And I'm like, <laughs> I like it. Bringing in new celebrations. Yeah. But of course, after we scored that one goal, I mean, knowing Spurs, <laughs> we somehow <laughs> miss the equalize. And I was like, yeah. what? Oh my God, yeah. It was such a... Oh, that was tough to watch. That was tough to watch, especially considering what Carrie attempted, I think, a couple minutes before it was that he did. He tried doing the halfway line goal, which he did in mm-hmm. Singapore during the preseason. And I was like, oh, I wish, because he said that he wanted to do it in the Premier League. And I yeah. wish that was the chance because it was the exact same thing wherein the goalkeeper was way far away from where he was supposed to be. And he kicks it really far. And I'm like, yeah, almost. But yeah, I mean, what can we do? What can we do? He he comes back. Though. Always rely yeah. on Harry. Just I, And I haven't, I haven't checked what the social media reaction is yet to the goal that Southampton had against us. I, I hope people aren't hating on Hugo so much. I hope so I realize too. If you, yeah, if you put yourself in his shoes, he had a baby last week. He's in a, he lives in a home with a newborn, a week old newborn. And anyone who has been in a home with a week old newborn knows that nobody gets any sleep. So he's let's not, cut him some slack. Yeah. He's, he's taking not, care of a baby. He's tired. He's not sleeping well. He's not resting. He yeah. is not <laughs> resting. You know that. But yeah, no, I, I hope I hope the fans aren't too hard on him either because he like Toby mentioned a while ago, he did make up for it in spades like later on. Oh, which I mean <sighs> But does does it feel good, guys, to get a win again? I know it's it home. Does, yeah. but... It sounded like the the crowd at, at White Hart Lane were singing really well too. So I think there is a good spirit to to really back the team now that 
things are a bit dicey at the moment. So I think that the, you know, the crowd is still behind them. And they were singing Mauricio's song in the first half. So that was reassuring because it seems like there's some, there's a small group of people who, who are saying potch out, which I think we'll get to in, in the discussions of the other games. But it's, yeah. it was just nice that in the stadium, fans are still singing about Mauricio. Put some respect on his name. But yeah, I mean, I think we're definitely, uh, at least some fans are a fickle kind, or at least expecting yeah. crazy, like not, I wouldn't say miracles, but just crazy expectations, I feel sometimes. Yeah. Like, yeah. These are humans, they, they keep trying. And what I like about them is they just keep trying. Like, at least in this one, they looked alive. And <laughs> that's more than I can ask for. I don't know how I lower yeah. expectations. I don't know. Yeah, the Colchester one, I mean, is the the standout there. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was just unlucky. And man, you also went to penalties, but they managed to get through. I don't know. Yeah, more unlucky hitting the bar. And Erickson with not a bad penalty on this one, just but a good save. So it's just a super narrow, narrow loss. But I mean, undoubtedly, we should be beating what they were League One. They're League Two. League they two. were 10th place League Two. So we went into yeah. that feeling pretty confident. Yeah. And I, I wish we had won that. I'm amazed that 90 minutes went by and we weren't Nothing. able to convert anything yep yeah That's i'm actually quite sad because dyer was captain and i was like yes, kind of cute I, I thought that was kind of cute and it was just really disappointing but i guess i mean gotta take the losses with the with the losses yeah. and so i'm gonna i'm just gonna gloss over that one and i hope and I clearly, I guess it didn't it didn't stick with them too long. Is that I hope Mora and Lucas and Erickson didn't take those losses or their misses too hard. I mean, I know that these are players and they have a very good mindset, but it still it does weigh on you. So I'm glad mm-hmm. that it didn't affect them as much. I mean, clearly with today's results. I guess the the one uh, silver faint silver lining or maybe bright silver lining, depending on how you look at it, of losing to Colchester is that. At least we've dropped one competition. Right. Yeah. We can focus on the others. We yeah, can that's rest always a bit. the silver lining, for sure. And yeah. I think that's worthwhile because we just don't have the depth that some other teams have because we don't have the spending that some other teams have. So we do need to focus, I think, especially if we are aiming to be top four Premier League or win the Premier League. And now Leicester. Toby, did you get to watch the game? I, it was, yeah. It was, it was a game of a thousand VARs, right? Like a VAR in our favor, a VAR in theirs. And I guess what we can discuss here is the... Because a lot of reactions on Twitter were like, or socials were, this is why I don't like VAR. VAR is ruining the game, blah, 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 blah. And so, I don't know. Do you think it's a good thing? Do you think it's working for us? I mean, not for us as a as a team, but maybe as the league? Is it, I don't yeah, know. I think I think it's fair. I think the offside thing, they I mean, they're just being super strict about it. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's it seems pretty clear. Either a person is offside or onside, no matter how close it is. If the blue line is past the red line, then it's just offside, even if it seems ridiculously close. And I think they've been applying that pretty fairly. It might mean there's less goals and, uh, you know, more disappointment from potential goal scorers. But yeah, I think it's been applied pretty fairly. I mean, if the technology is working, I think if they ever wanted to change the rules to make yeah. make there be a little bit more leeway. But yeah, I think the techni- technology is working as it should. I think I was just yeah. heartbroken. I'm in the same place on, on VAR. I think it's this is the first time it's being used in the Premier League. There's definitely going to be like learning period and adjustment period. But I think uh, after a while when we've worked out, I guess, best practices and how to deploy it and how to deploy it fairly, then then it'll be for the good of mm-hmm. the game. Yeah, no, because I think it was just more of like Sunny looked crushed 
when when they did the VAR decision. And I felt for Orie too because it was his goal. He celebrated, and then we waited for like three minutes for them to decide, right? Yeah, and I think yeah. there's a there's a video that you shared was yeah. Sunny praying during the VAR. Did it look like decision? he was praying? I don't know. If it looked like it, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm all for this. You know what? If Lucas is spreading, if he's baptizing people one by one, and yeah. they all start praying, we might be winning more games. He needs the yeah. help he can get. He Who knows? Can. If it one works Lucas, for Lucas. Exactly. One Lucas alone praying cannot help a team. You gotta you gotta rope some other people in. But yeah, Leicester was a bit... It was the VAR. The game of the VARs. Yeah, so before we wrap up the Leicester bit, I just want to say that our one and only goal was pretty amazing. So this is the one where uh, Harry gets knocked to the ground and from the ground, from a lying down position, is still able to score. Like usually when you see strikers on the ground, they're like writhing around, simulating pain, really making a meal of it. But Harry is focused. He's on the ground, but he knows that there's still a job to do and he does it. That was that was bananas. I was just like, what? It was bananas. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, clearly that's like some, it has to enter the annals of like a goal of the season because that was pretty crazy. Sure, it didn't necessarily win as the game but it was pretty cool uh, harry has been racking I wish up it did. the cool factor in terms of goals scored uh this season but yeah unfortunately we didn't have any of those very cool goals um at olympiacos judging from the pre-match press events uh we gathered that it's a really tough place to go and I think, and they've had a really good run of form apparently, yeah. and doing really well in, in their domestic league. So yeah, I, I guess it was always going to be a, a difficult one. And yeah, the stadium seemed like a really difficult place Intense. to play. Like yeah, the stadium wild sounds and lots was... of booing and lots of singing. So yeah, yep. it was pretty wild. So at first, I was like, "Is it empty?" Because I was looking at like their south stand, and I'm like, "It looks like there's just like a drawing." Like I mean, it looked like it was all chairs, but apparently, people were so. I don't yeah, know, discipline of like, holding those cards, boards. Yeah. Those boards. And then they had that massive, like, floor to the very top of yep. the stadium what, mural. Was that a mural yes. or something? It was yeah. intimidating as fuck. It was scary. Nice. And they, they seemed, I don't know if you noticed this, but there seemed to be some kind of, like, I guess it's the Greek version of a Vuvuzela or yeah. something. There's, <laughs> a like, a hum or... Like a, a high-pitched drone. Yeah, yeah. It sounded like a, a really loud wind instrument or something. And it was it was just I guess combined with the atmosphere just added to the the scariness and intimidation for sure. And so yeah. I just want us to cream them when they come over to White Hart Lane. We're gonna show them what our stadium yeah. is like and and what the South Stand is like and how yeah, yeah. bring those Uvazelas guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we are up um, but- two goals thirty minutes in, <laughs> which you'd say would make us feel a bit safe. You'd think. Uh, yeah, it was yeah. tough. They had, because they, like, attacked really well, like, really fast. I mean, I, again, Acid mentioned the kind of pre-match preview, and they were talking about Valbuena, their French striker, who, who, as promised, played really well. And I forget who the other winger is who scored the first goal, but, yeah, super dangerous players on the attack. So I'm not surprised they scored the first one for sure. It was a beautiful finish to the far post, beating Larice. So that was that was impressive. Um, I wasn't sure about the penalty. I mean, obviously, I'm biased, but I thought that was a bit soft. Like, Jan maybe coming down, just stepping down on his foot, but it hardly looked like a tackle even. So I thought that was a bit harsh. I'm like, wow, we're scoring really quickly. 
you know how usually we save things for the 90th minute right. and we score three goals yes. then and i'm like great that's true like, i was yeah maybe that's a positive way to look at yeah. it i mean as you say often we'll be nil nil and it's like oh no another draw and then we'll save scoring until like the 85th minute but maybe it's nice that maybe it's the first step that at least we're coming out and we're building a two nil exactly. lead exactly now we just have to learn. The lead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, this is why we're in a kumbaya circle because I'm always exactly. trying to find the silver yeah. lining. Yeah, I, I was I was really just like, oh, look at us scoring two in a row really quickly, yeah. and maybe then that means we need to work on our defense mm-hmm. and and you know keeping that lead up. But at least I mean I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm we a had a glimpse fan. of a third goal. We did, but unfortunately, yeah. So Delhi scored something. Unfortunately, VAR took it away. Yeah. So so you know how. Like some fans who are, I mean, not Tottenham fans, obviously, are like, oh, so do you guys still like VAR now? And I'm like, shut up, motherfuckers. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, because if you notice, all of the post-match interviews, everyone's just like, yes, we respect yeah, VAR, yeah. You know, we trust VAR. So like, like, shut up, you know, shut up, people. Like, you're just jealous. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I don't want to yeah. get into a fight, but luckily I'm <laughs> far away. They can't beat me up here. I, I cheered so much when <laughs> oh. Delhi scored that goal. It was so heartbreaking for them me to too. take it away. Like, I feel like uh, I just I want to get confident Delhi back again mm-hmm. because I feel like we haven't seen him in a while. Uh-huh. And I was hoping during that game that if he scored something, then this would be the beginning of the return of confident Delhi. And I think, yeah. So I guess it was just That's extra true. heartbreaking that they took it That's away. That's so true. Um, But I don't know. I guess as last thoughts from me on the Olympiacos game is it did air at an ungodly hour of, I think, like 1.45 a.m. in <laughs> Singapore. Uh, so I don't know how I managed to stay up, but I did. But I don't know if I was the one who was sleepy or did the team look a little more lethargic than usual? Was it the, was it a time zone shift? I don't know. Or is it the same time zone? London, Greece? What, what's, what's happening? Yeah, I, I, yeah, whether it was sleepy or intimidated, they were some periods were definitely just a bit sloppy and like not connecting passes that they should. And um, yeah, I'm not sure if it was the intimidating atmosphere or just a bit like jarring to be back in the Champions League after such a good run last year and expectations, you know, as high as they are. So, Um, but it was a good, it was a good start to the campaign. Like a a point away in this group is a good start. Um, We're definitely going to have to get some results at home um, because like Bayern away and even Red Star away, is not going to be, easy places to pick up those points. So we're going to have to max out points at home and, and, and win. Well, I hope that, you know, you're right. It's the start of the UCL campaign, but I hope we are also on a upward trajectory on our local, our home base EPL uh, table because uh, there's nowhere, I hope that there's nowhere to go but up coming from our three yeah. points here. Uh, any final thoughts on the past four games, especially this uh, last one? Yeah, win? I think... I think the things that need to change for us to continue to be successful are pretty clear because like Harry Winks is getting more and more consistent, really, really strong. Like Sissoko looks great. Rose looks... Rose consistently has good inc- games. Yeah, absolutely incredible on both defense and attack. And uh, and like, yeah, so it's like we need Erickson to find his form. We need Delhi to get more confident. We need Dombe- Ndombele to stay healthy because it's clear how he, how important he is to us. But, like, Sun looks amazing. He looks really dangerous. Lamella just had a great game as a sub coming on and really, you know, holding up the the ball in the attacking half. So, 
there's a lot of the puzzle pieces are starting to come together, but if we can just, you know, squeeze out some of the weaknesses, I think it'll definitely be an upward trajectory. Yeah, I don't want to jinx things, but I'm like, look at us. Look at us subbing for people who are still worth, like, subbing. You know what I mean? Like, when they took away yeah. took away Ndombele, took away Sun, I'm like, oh, but it's still a, it's still quite a strong squad. So, right. I mean, we didn't even play Lucas yet at that point. Yeah. So, it's like... Look at the bench is not as deep as we'd like it to be, but it is definitely better. Yeah. <laughs> so for let's sure. cross our fingers for health and non injuries because, yep. yes. Don't need that shit. Yeah. And I think Lo Celso is going to start training again in October, if I'm not mistaken. So it'd be fantastic to finally have another midfield option. I don't know, like, how that would sit with Ericsson, but. If, you know, just to have those options would be really nice. We, we we were just mentioning that it's an interesting, after having gone through the last few seasons, last season in particular, when your sports team is doing well, it means like the stressful things in your life can more fade into the background. Because regardless of what's going on, you can say, well, at least my football team's doing well. Yeah, totes. And it gives you a sense <laughs> of smugness, a sense of pride. Yeah. Like, it's, yes. it's such a great feeling. It's such a great feeling. And I know you guys aren't here anymore, but I have Suren in the office and he was also messaging me during the game. And he was like, are you watching this? My stream is shitty and, and all that jazz. But whenever we do win, he comes by my desk in the morning and we'll be like, oh, yes, yes, yeah. we discussed. Because I'm seated next to my teammate who happens to be an Arsenal fan. So it just feels Ooh, more yes. like wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even if work is really stressful right now. And you resent their like, good mood. You're like, what are you smiling about? <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And but he's actually quite a nice fan uh, for Arsenal because he's, he's super chill. And he, I don't think he even watches games. Like he's he's a long time fan. And it's just like I just watch highlights. He goes, I'm not staying up. And I'm like, yeah. all right, good, good job. But like, it, it just feels so good for like you were mentioning. It takes some of the real life. So stress like away. Uh, awesome that the games happen on weekends because then when you win and you win in an amazing way, like you go into Monday feeling like yeah, Definitely. yeah. <laughs> bring on the week and the, like true. the relationship changes with Four? it because yeah. it's like when they're doing so well it feels like and maybe this comes across on social media as well like they're putting out loads like it feels like the team is the one giving all the energy <laughs> but when the team's not doing so well you you feel like it's you that's giving the team the energy they're in a needy position and they need fan support and that kind of thing so the relationship definitely changes that, that's true and i think and that's why i'm just trying to always try to keep a positive fan through thick and thin yeah fans through thick and thin you know can't can't be those fair weather fans yeah <laughs> Well, it makes you think about people like Boston Red Sox fans who until, what was it, 2011 or something, like some people went lifetimes without ever achieving, you know, the World Series or that kind of thing. And it's like, that is sports fandom right there. Like that's, it's not even, is it hope or like, is it like, what expectation of success do you have for you just love the team because you love the team and you're beyond expectations? It's like, yeah, it's, it's Zen fandom. (laughs) <laughs> so what we won in the 60s was actually the Football League Championship, and we won that in 1961. But our last piece of silverware was in 2008, oh, yeah. well, when we were the Football League Cup winner. I mean, Lucas is praying. I'll start praying with yeah. him. You never know. We've got Poch and our transfer people, so yeah. here's to uh, the... Re- in Poch we trust. Exactly, in Poch we trust. He's magic, you know. All right. Thanks again, guys. Uh, we'll talk. Yeah. We'll talk next time. Yeah, my pleasure. Onwards and upwards. And we're back. 
Uh, this is, of course, our weekly roundup or bi-weekly. It's been actually, it's, we've been pretty consistent with every two weeks thing. But anyway, I don't want to jinx it. We have, uh, yeah. Our social media roundup where we cover all the wonderful posts from Spurs Official and all the different fan accounts and, of course, the Spurs players. Uh, it's been two weeks of brewing and I have been waiting two weeks to talk about, I think, our joint pick of the past two weeks. The team shoot happened and it was glorious. I was, I think, about to sleep after was it was after a game I, I think when they posted this and i was really about to sleep except that i saw this video and i'm like now i can't sleep so welcome to the three minute gloriousness of spurs officials going behind the scenes of our squad photo shoot acid do you have any initial thoughts first thought is that everyone in the world should see this if you go to the spurs official twitter it should be there and we also have the link included in our episode description and it's just amazing it's so like this is dream fan content so basically it's like the behind the scenes video of their squad photo shoot and they have i guess two shots one of everyone in class photo style um wearing the official home kit and then they have another shot of everyone in formal wear i think in the past this has been sponsored by hugo boss they haven't actually specified this year if it's them but it looks really similar to last year i, I think it is i think and it is hugo boss i, I don't think yeah. it's been officially said either Okay, first off, it's a three-minute video. And when I was first watching it, I was like, oh, cute, uh, class photo. Uh, Sunny in the beginning being all like, you shall Sunny self, telling people where to sit, telling people like, oh, you're here, you're here. But then at like, I think like the yeah. one and a half minute mark, suddenly it transitions into the Hugo Boss set and I was not prepared. I didn't know what to do with myself. It was not the look I necessarily thought. Like, it wasn't the usual suit and tie. It was a, which we can go more into later, but I was just like, yes, this is the content I'm here for. Yeah. I, I, actually, what this reminds me of is the, like, typical kind of boy band video. It's usually in the form of a music video that a boy band comes out with after their tour, and you just see all of the behind the scenes of the band, like, traveling and setting up for a performance or setting up for a shoot and then they've just hired like another team to catch all of the behind the scenes pieces of gold <laughs> this this is the equivalent of they that need to video. do that you know what some fan needs to think in boy band terms and do the entire like a season look back um because that would be golden I, I can't even like all the behind the scenes. Oh my gosh, you've inspired me. Maybe I will be that fan. But the point <laughs> This you will be this fan. No, but you're right. It really did feel like a nice behind the scenes look of like, oh, it's a start of a tour or the end of a tour for this for that matter. And it's just so cute. The, the dynamics yeah. of people. You get to see my favorite parts. You get to see who comes out first. You get to see who comes out last. You see who the people who are delayed, who are late. It's so cute. Anyway, you want you want to go through the video minute by minute, second by second? Yeah, you know what? Let's do this. Let's right. do it. Okay, so if you're listening, cue up the video and press play with us and we'll talk you through our favorite moments. Three, okay, two, one, go. play. We open with Sunny, just being all interactive with the camera. And then you see some Sassanyan. He's telling me. <laughs> you see him with. I like how he calls Dao Patron, right? That's what he calls. That was Sanche, right? 
Yeah, I I wanna like know what the backstory of yeah. that is. Like at in twelve sec twelve seconds in, he says, "Patron, you're there," and he points to a chair. And then like Kyle comes in and he says, "Kyle, you're on the floor <laughs> with the mascots," <laughs> which is adorable. Yeah. Clearly, they probably see Kyle as also like the baby of the team in a way, along with Skippy. Uh, but it's so cute how you see the bonds and you see like you see Jan being jokey with the team. And you see Hugo just being all stoic and serious. There's, I, you get Ben Davis and Wanyama too. These are people you don't necessarily usually see on the forefront of every social media they have. But it, so it was nice to see yeah. um, them coming along. Yeah, that's so like just all of their little interactions. Like it's so nice to observe what they do when they're kind of just waiting around and nothing's happening. And it's it's just it's super cute to see like Davi- Davis is like messing with Wanyama's collar or something. You see like Sunny and Mora sitting together and they're both like rubbing Mora's scalp <laughs> at the same time. I don't time. know what that was happening there. Um, there's there's like a moment where they're seated already for the photo but then like Mora turns to Sunny and like makes a face that makes him look bucktoothed and then Sunny just bursts out laughing <laughs> it's it's super sweet it's so precious and I do love this concept of a class photo of like <laughs> How do you yeah, how yeah. do you seat them? Who do you put in the front row? Who do you put in the second row? Who do you put in the third row? Because at least when I was in school, it was short girls in front and tall girls in the back. Yeah. But this is clearly not the case. And then they, it's not. Yeah, I'm wondering that. Right? Like how, how? What is it? Is it by number? I actually. Ooh, is it by number? No, it's not. Oh, no, it's not it? because Lucas and Sunny are next to each other and they're quite far from each other. And then you have the mascots, yeah. right? The mascots come out. Mm-hmm. The mascots were all kind of hanging out with Harry. And I'm also mm-hmm. like, should like I don't know why the choice was Harry. Obviously the choice is Harry, but I wonder why. Yeah, for the official like mascot photo. Yeah. Like how it's Harry because he's the biggest superstar, or should it technically be Hugo because he's captain? I don't know. Or things like yeah, how was that decided? Or maybe it's because know. they keep branding Harry as like one with the kids, complete with the all the advocacies he's doing with children, with McDonald's and all that. So maybe mm, I don't know, yeah. they, the branding? I don't know. I don't know. Or did they ask the kids, hey, who do you want the photo <laughs> with? And then they all just said Harry. Yeah, I would say Sunny, <laughs> but that's just me. Well we also how awkward Sunny was with the teens last uh, last time so maybe not maybe they tried for harry this yeah. time <laughs> i just want to scrub back to the 34th second okay um when sisoaks finally arrives and i don't know if he's like the last person to arrive and everyone claps yeah which is like that's I amazing mean, is everyone just a sissoko fan that I, I need, like it. people need to clap when he enters rooms it seems like it's the case because later on in the video right he'll also come in but he comes in late with ndombele and people clap too but i think it's because he was late so i don't know if they oh, were they were ribbing it? him um but oh, i thought it was I, maybe i don't know i didn't get that i thought everyone was just like a, a fan because it yeah you're right it does happen again like two minutes 32 <laughs> into the video sissoks arrives and then everyone claps again so i'm wondering like can yeah. he ever enter a room anymore without applause does everyone just love him that much I, but you know what that could also be the case i i don't it, doubt it could, this it could be. i really don't we just we want to know but does we do anyone know. know for sure tell us unanswered question of the week does sissoko have a <laughs> clap track wherever he enters <laughs> <laughs> so after we get like all the team photos with the mascots and in their kits we then get a lovely last minute surprise of the lads coming out in hugo boss so to describe it it's not it's like a is it brown or is it like a gray i don't actually know it, what it color seems like a is. really deep version of tottenham blue at least the, the suit itself the like the 
what is it like a turtleneck that they're wearing underneath feels darker yeah. i don't know maybe it's black or like a really dark gray yeah because it looks brown on the video or maybe it's just my screen but they look lovely they uh, look, yeah, sunny. they look amazing. Wow. They look amazing. I mean, okay, if I were to rank all the players and how amazing they look, I would put Captain Hugo up top because he looks like he wears this shit every day. He looked the most comfortable. Yes. He just looked I had the same reaction. So like one minute and 48 seconds into the video, you start seeing them come out in suits. And then everyone kind of comes out and you can tell that they're really feeling themselves. <laughs> you feel like, oh my God, everyone who's coming out is walking like they think that they're James Bond. And it's super cool to see. But then Hugo walks out and he's walking like it's totally normal. He wears it with like the same like comfort and confidence that he wears kit. It's it's amazing. It's so natural. Was he born in a suit and a turtleneck? He was born Maybe with he it. he was. I think he was born Maybe with he it. he was. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. Like, I mean, you'll see like, a lot of them look really good in it. Some people look a little less confident in it, and I think it's just a matter of them not really, Ooh, you know. Who did you think didn't look super confident in it? I mean, Lo Celso looked a bit like out of like he was out of his depth. He comes in with the Argentinian squad, and yeah, the, the four of them, which I love. I love that they're just like a pack of four now, like a wolf pack. Um, yeah. I need to find out what that is in Argentinian so I can refer to it in that. Anyway, the point is, he looked like he was a bit like, oh, what am I wearing? Or maybe because like he's just not used to the squad as well. And then I think Ndombele also looked a little uncomfortable, but he was like laughing. So I think it was the difference between the two of them is that Lochelso comes in looking uncomfortable and you can see it on his face compared to Ndombele who comes in late with Sissoko. And he's like, whatever, <laughs> I'm just going to smile my way through this. And then Jesus, but I think that's just... <laughs> They're probably just like, I don't know. They're probably just not, I'm not used to seeing them in these outfits, but yeah. And like, I mean, what can I say? They all just look very good. I think it's also a testament that even the coaches were part of it and looking quite at mm. ease with them. Coach Tony, I think he is uh, Hugo's coach, the goalkeeper coach. He he does a little like model strut. Um, he takes his jacket off, puts it over his shoulder, swings it, and just like, and you can see how entertained runways exactly, bit. and you can see how entertained Sunny is. Of course, it all comes <laughs> back to Sunny. But yeah, overall, my pick of the week. I think it's your pick of the week. Totally, absolutely, and and it might just be my pick of the season. But you know what? We got a long season to go, so I hope they uh, top this with prime content. Moving on, though, another of the... I didn't see him in the video quite as much, but Oliver Skip celebrated his birthday. Yes, uh, he's now happy birthday, Skippy. Happy, happy 10th birthday, Oliver Skip. <laughs> as, a, as a child himself, it was, it was quite cute because they made him... I mean, I don't think he volunteered for this, but they made him visit a school. Was it his school? I don't know. They made him visit like a middle school or like an elementary school, and I guess he talked about like, the beauty of sports and whatnot and they greeted him happy birthday and he was so awkward but adorable i think <laughs> it's it's sweet that they are investing in the future in the yeah. young players he he definitely needs to get a bit more comfortable in front of the camera and yeah. in front of children but i mean as a child himself you know i don't blame him yeah and if, like he's such a young player this is probably like his first time to do something like this that's recorded and he's like the only Spurs player in this video. So good job on your first uh, dedicated piece of content and happy birthday Skippy. 
happy birthday, Skippy. Another awesome piece of content from this week uh, was a series of stories and videos announcing Musa Sissoko extending his contract with Spurs. And I really love how they produced this. It was so dramatic and it's so like, I guess, fan pandering. And it's a video of Musa walking through their training facility on his way to sign something. And in the background is audio of... Exactly, yes. It's a bajillion fans shouting his song. It is amazing. I, again, we've spoken about this before, about how the fan reaction and support of him has turned 180. Mm -hmm. And he's just become so beloved. And I really wish him all the best. I'm so glad he has signed on an extension till 2023. Is that right? That's Mm -hmm. that's amazing. Like, I, I also like the confidence in the club in him and... The fact that, you know, they're very supportive. But more importantly, I think I found it really cute that my love, Jan Vertonghen, posted about it on not one, but two social, you know, social media platforms. So on Instagram, he reposts the story that Spurs official posted. But at the same time, he does another story. And he has this, I don't know if he made this hashtag up, but I support it completely. He puts there, hashtag Siso. (laughs) Coys. <laughs> it is a dad joke of all the dad jokes yes, I've ever it heard. Is, it is. And which makes me think he made it. Uh, but I thought it was sweet. So he did the same thing on Twitter, which is, and Jan hasn't posted in a while. Yeah. Uh, his last post was on the Belgium team. And, you know, given the, you know, situation with him and how he hasn't renewed his contract yet, a lot of the fans were replying, you're next, you're next. And I always find this a bit badgering. Like, okay, we get it. We do want him to sign, but like, I hope he has his notifications turned off because that is annoying. So on the, on, on the good side, I, I'm really glad that he is kind of like that big brother because I think he was the only player that did a separate post for it. Yeah, other, I think he's the only one. We didn't yeah, notice any others. I didn't notice any others. I, I know that others liked it. Like everyone liked Sissoko's post and that's that's wonderful. Like, as we have established, is basic. But follow is basic. Like is a step up. But repost is the golden, mm-hmm. the golden grail, the holy grail of social. And props to Jan for showing support and congratulations to Musa. To Soaks. Yeah. Another thing that we noticed this week was a video that was in a tweet that came from Football Daily. And it was a minute or half a minute long video interview of Kane talking about how Spurs were unsettled by the transfer window. And I think we saw echoes of this, I guess, in forums and stuff on social media where fans were speculating that, oh, our recent inconsistent form was because people tend are, are tending to be, I guess unsure of what's happening like is Erickson leaving is he staying who else is thinking about leaving or who else is staying so I guess all of that kind of unsettled the entire team and really affected how we performed and I guess this is the first time that we're hearing straight from Kane acknowledging that exactly I think that's what I really liked about this video as well is that he was quite candid we yeah all the players always speak in player speak. It's always very vague terms of we're trying our best and whatnot and we push forward. But this one is an, ad- an admission of, I guess, weakness or at least uncertainty. And it, it, I know it's in hindsight now. So it's obviously been prepared and this is meant to deal with whatever backlash. But I, I appreciate how candid and upfront they were about it. And just that, I don't know, it felt... I think one of the fans retweeted this and he said that, like, imagine Harry as captain. And not to knock 
on Hugo at all because Hugo also, I think, did an interview recently where he said that he wasn't in the Spurs for the money and that he was there because uh, he believes in the project and what they're doing. So it's very captain-like you know, qualities of you know steering the team. But we were talking earlier about how Harry does tend to rally the team, especially during the miracle of... Miracle of Amsterdam. Exactly. So I could envision Harry as like the most, it seems, the obvious choice for captain. But then I, I, I never really know what a captain does or like apart from where the band... But I, I've also heard of players or, or um, fans referring to Jan as like the captain in the back or like, mm-hmm. you know, like, like steering the team from the back. Which is interesting because I you do I do see him as like an older brother figure, especially with him congratulating Musa. So I don't know between Jan and Harry and our actual captain, who I do love, uh, Hugo. There is a lot of I guess good base, like a base of support. We we do have our own captain, but it's just nice to see that much like pillars of strength. I mm, guess yes, within the team. yeah, that's an awesome way of putting it. It's pillars of strength. <laughs> yeah, the pillar of Spurs. You know, like the, we have the three of them kind of. Like anchoring the team yeah. in different ways, I suppose. Yeah. Like it's yeah. super reassuring as a fan knowing that there's not just one person who feels like he's the leader. It's everyone like really steps up in different ways. Yeah, which is really nice. Speaking of people who are stepping up, there's, as you know, we've spoken about it as well. There's just so much hate on the internet uh, as the internet is wont to be. And and especially for Poch. And I, I understand how fans can, you know, lash out or whatnot. But I, I always get a bit disappointed in fans that show nothing but, you know, undying support. I'm not saying don't criticize. And which leads me to the video that I think it was also Football Daily that posted a clip of Mauricio Pochettino during the pre-match game for, I think it was Colchester, I'm not sure. Um, But basically, he was saying that fans should criticize the team and fans are Mm -hmm. allowed and he's open to it and he's open to all of this, which I find him to be so gracious. Like, number one, his character is just so magnanimous and just so, like, open to feedback. Uh, There are times, as we've seen, where he gets a bit, you know, short and again he's human i sound like a fangirl i am but but i'm really impressed with how they are handling all this backlash because the tabloids are vicious twitter is horrific and it's just a cesspool of negativity and yet he comes out saying no you know we expect this of the fans and we 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 encourage them to criticize because you know we we do play for them so yeah i thought it was yeah the, the worst thing you could do is antagonize fans that are already unhappy. So, yeah, I, I appreciate that him handling it that way and acknowledging that, yeah, we like the fans have a right to express whatever they want. Yeah. This week's training photos. So we all know the day before a big game or any the day before any game, any you're game. going to see like a blitz of training photos from Spurs official and from each of the, the players as well. And we were talking about this in the last episode that it seems like when players post their own training photos, there seems to be a brief that goes with it. Like last time it was um, brotherhood. post a training photo. Yeah, brotherhood. Someone from a, a player from a different country. This time it seems like it's emojis. No words, just emojis. So specifically, we want to talk about posts from Ndombele, Ericsson, and Aurier. And the links will be in the episode description. And you'll see that they all post really lovely, happy, energetic, and positive-looking training photos where everyone looks happy, enthusiastic, and positive. But instead of having like a caption in words, the caption is simply a soccer ball in Ericsson's case. <laughs> they all just For had soccer Ndombele, balls. it's two 
soccer balls <laughs> from Serge Aurier. It's a happy face and a soccer ball. <laughs> so, I mean, so, the social media manager probably took a holiday this week. I don't know. Yeah, the person doing like, the... Oh my God, no. The copy person isn't here to write it. Let's just put emojis. <laughs> I mean, emojis are here to assist. But you you know what? If, if Asset goes on holiday, you know what I'm going to put in the episode description? Soccer balls. So, I don't... <laughs> That's when you know. That's when you know as it is on holiday. But yeah, I I thought it was cute. I mean, I I liked all their... I love seeing these happy training photos because somehow I find myself in the bowels of Reddit with all the negativity of like, oh, they're all fighting. Uh, Oh, everybody's like sad. Everybody's getting out. And then you see these, whether it's staged or whatever, but these happy training photos, it makes my day. Yeah. Yeah. And it points to how strategic it is because I'm sure like a day ago, everyone on their team knew that fans are feeling discontent. People are really worried. So, oh, we need to counter that with some happy imagery. Here, everyone, post only these photos photos where everyone's smiling and you know what maybe and they didn't post ball. maybe they didn't put a caption so no one could misconstrue it either it's just like yep th- this is football we will post soccer mm. balls i don't know like yeah. hard to insult something or hard to misinterpret something when it's literally just an emoji of a pretty yeah. straightforward object but yeah speaking of other things that make us happy uh for this mm. s- this installment of baby of the week I feel like we need like some sort of music for this, but I am uh, <laughs> like some soccer lullaby. But I am uh, pleased to announce that our reigning champion, Ayla Alderweireld, is once again winning this week. Congratulations, Ooh. girl. So Ayla had, of course, Toby. I mean, Toby. Toby posted <laughs> a photo of his daughter. Um, on Insta Stories. I wish he'd put it on his... I think it was on Insta Stories. It wasn't on his grid. It it was, yeah, yeah. on Insta Stories. I, I'm sure some fan is collecting this, but basically they find Ayla Alderweireld in her lovely home outfit, uh, kneeling out, kneeling and looking outside a glass door, and it's raining, and she looks... She's touching the glass, and I guess... She looks like she wants to play outside. Exactly, out in the sunlight, but no, it's raining, so... I think it's this. I mean, Toby is so strategic with his post. I think he knows his daughter keeps winning and he's just going to keep giving us the content we want. So thank you. Thank you, Toby, for listening. We uh, really appreciate it. And congratulations to your daughter. Congrats. Tough couple of games ahead. Our next game is against Bayern at home. So at least Boo it's Bayern, at home. Yay at home. Then Brighton away, and then Watford again at home. That and and how many days is this? Is this like in the span of like six days or something? No. It feels like it. It feels like <laughs> it. I mean, I guess we gotta brace ourselves on the team. I hope they can rest up because yep, it everyone sounds rest well. It sounds crazy. All right. All uh, right. So thanks for joining us this week, guys. I think we got a bit carried away with the team video (laughs) it really deserved its own episode it it deserved it it did so thanks for joining us thanks acid thanks again and thanks Thanks, to toby as well and thanks to toby we'll see you guys next time bye come Come on on, you spurs. spurs